0: Good evening, this is Minister McMillan and welcome. Today we are going to start in Genesis chapter 16. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bade him no children, and she had a handsmaid, an Egyptian. Whose name was Hagar. Sarai said unto Abram, Behold, the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go into my maid, it may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarah. And Sarai And Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. And he went in unto Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. And Sarai said unto Abram, My wrong be upon me. I have given my maid into thy bosom. And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes, the Lord's judge between me and thee. But Abram said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maiden is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleases thee, and when Sarai dealt it heartily with her, she fled from her face. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way of Sir. And he said, Hagar, Sarai maid, Whence comest thou, and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarah. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself under her hands. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Behold, thou art with child and shall bear a son and shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord hath heard thy affliction. Now I'm going to stop here for a second. Um, Many times in life, uh, people mistaken the positions they're in and they do like Hagar did. They misread their position, and then when it is t- told to them, I'll say it that way. When it's told to them, um, they don't accept it well. Um, I'm sure that Sarai was not uh, was not n- in a nice way of saying what she wanted to say because she was upset with uh, Haggai. And of course, Haggai's response was pretty much the same. She was upset as well. And because of it running off um, or running away, the Lord saw all of this and sent the angels after her. Um, But it's interesting that this whole situation came about because Sarai decided to go ahead and try and have children through her maid Uh, rather than wait and keep hope that the Lord would open her womb and bless her. So she went ahead and she gave her maid to her husband as a wife. And so now we have this end result where the maid thinks that she's above Sarai and that, you know, possibly she could take her place. Well, of course, during those times, that's not the case. Um, the wife, first wife, usually took presence over all the other wives and their children. <clears throat> okay. Um and now the Lord is letting her know that her child, even though she's having this child by Abraham, he's going to bless this child exceedingly. So he's already given his blessings unto this child. Even though it was Sarah's, it was pretty much Sarah's mistake uh, for giving this maid over to her husband. Okay, we're going to start again at verse 12, 1612. And he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all brethren. And she called the name of the Lord that spanked unto her. Thou God seest me, for she said, Have I also here looked after him that seeth me. Wherefore, the well was called the Berlaharo. Behold, it is between Kadash and Bedrid. And Hagar bared Abram a son, and Abram called his son's name, which Hagar bared, Ishmael and Abram was 46 years old when Hagar bade Ishmael. Okay, so I'm gonna stop here for a second. Um, Notice in verse 12, it says, and he will be a wild man, and his hands will be against every man and every man's hand. So I did some searching about who he was referring to. And as we read on, because there's more to this, but I know that some of you are wondering who are they talking about? It's going to be a wild man, Um, not just the sun not just his son, Ishmael. Although Ishmael was, um, he was a much of a warring man. So let's move on a little bit forward. But I want you to keep, put a little X mark next to 12. Because as we read on, we're going to find out some more in- information about, um, him and his family to come, his future generations. And when Abraham was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Never shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. And I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee and the king sh- and the king's kings shall come out of thee so now we see that the lord is doing as he did before with adam and eve with Seth, with noah and now he's doing it here with abraham he is making an everlasting covenant with his line and he's letting him know that this is not just him but this is his seed to follow that they will multiply and they will be nations and in those nations there'll be kings that's absolutely wonderful to hear i'm sure (laughs) abraham and I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. So that's right there in a nutshell. Just what I said. And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan for an everlasting possession and I will be their God. So not only is he telling them that uh, they will have everlasting covenant, but he has also given them land. And that land is Canaan. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant, therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. Now I want to stop here for a second because I want to read section 8 over again. It says, And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession and I will be their God. Now, of course the Lord was talking about this time. But we can take this out of this time frame and put it to any time frame and say, any land can be Canaan, particularly if the environment is... In its proper state as Canaan was, uh, the political arena, the way people are acting, etc. Um, and if you are a stranger in that land, okay, it could be for many the place where the Lord has given you to be. Yes, blessed it blessed you with that land to be where you're at think of it that way okay now we know that this land is slated according to what he says to abraham's descendants even today And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant thereof, thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. This is my covenant, which ye shall keep between me and you, and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised, and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant. Betwixt me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you, every man child in your generation, he that is born in the house or bought with money of any stranger which is not of thy seed. He that is born in thy house and he that is bought with thy money must need be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. So, today, in most Western society, a lot of people do not circumcise. um, And a lot of people do. And those that do circumcise, many of the reasons is for either health reasons or for cleansing reasons. Um, And there are still those who believe in the uh, circumcision reason of religious factors such as this. Um, Whereas in areas, uh, concerning, uh, East Asia, um, parts of Asia, uh, parts of Africa. Uh, people do this. This is part of, of their lifestyle. They have the child circumcised, um, on the eighth day, once the eight days old, so this is something that's uh, still going on. It's not a practice that is extinct anymore. But now we know why this actually took place. It was to distinguish God's children, those who were part of the tribe of the covenant. And the circumcision man-child, whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people, and he hath broken my covenant. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nation. Kings of people shall be of her. So basically he's saying the same thing about Sarah as he did about Abram. Because of course Sarah is Abram's wife. And she's the one that's having the children. So, then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is a hundred years old? And shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? And Abraham said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before David. God said Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed and thou shalt call his name Isaac and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. So the Lord is making it very plain. It is not Ishmael he's making his covenant with. He's making his covenant with 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 Isaac. Now I guess a lot of you are wondering why. Well, he's married to Sarah and she's his chosen wife. Sarah made her maiden marry Abel. Okay? So there wasn't a marriage there of love and Uh, God wasn't in it God was in that marriage and God was making sure that he was coming through the bloodline so it was Sarah's line that he wanted it to go through So now we're going to go to 20. It says, "Then as for Ishmael, I have heard thee, behold, I have blessed him. Remember, the Lord blessed Ishmael back in uh, 16, uh, 7 through 12, he had already blessed him. Okay, so now he says and will make him fruitful, and will multiply him exceedingly. 12 princes shall be beget, and I will make him a great nation. Okay, so again, remember I told you to mark off 12 and 20, right? We're gonna find out who these people are, the 12 princes, okay? And why they call them this, that generation of people and their seed, the wild men, the ones who constantly fight against others, all right? But my covenant I established with Isaac, with Sarah shall bear unto thee at set time in the next year and he left off talking with him and God went up from Abraham and Abraham took Ishmael his son and all that was born in his house and all that were bought with the money every male among the men of Abraham's house and circumcised the flesh of their foreskin in the selfsame day as God had said unto him. And Abraham was 99 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. And Ishmael, his son, was 30 years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. In the self-same day was Abraham circumcised and Ishmael his son, and all the men of his house, born in the house and bought with money of the stranger, were circumcised with him. Okay, so everybody in his household that was a male that was eight years old and older was circumcised. Okay, so now we're going to stop here for a second. And we're going to pause for a word from my sponsor. Hello, everyone. This is Minister Macmillan. Um, I just want to say today there are many of you out there who have programs and shows that you would like to present to maybe your community or perhaps across the world. Why not try Anchor Podcasts? Anchor Podcasts allows you to have free episodes either in your community or throughout the world. So give Anchor Podcast a try today and see. Now we will return back to our regularly scheduled program. All right, everyone, this is Minister McMillan, and we are back. Um... So I did some digging, and I found out a little bit of information about Ishmael's people, Ishmael and his his future generations. And just like um, many families, Ishmael family was pretty large and still is today so I'm going to start with the 20th verse where they say there are twelve princes and those princesses were the uh, quadrites and the Nabtenes Now, there were 12. Now, the Quadrites and the Nabateens are the two names of Ishmael's son. And out of uh, those two sons was born 12 princes. Princes. Uh, they were Nebelhoff, Kedah, Abel, Misham, Mishma, Durma, Masha, Hedah, then Terma, Jeter, Nefish and Ketmoth. Those were the 12. Now, out of the 12, the, the two that's mostly spoken of today, that's known of today, because the others, um, kind of you don't hear much about them they've not faded out but there's not uh, a lot of them as in the first two uh, Nabahoth and Kidah those are the two tribes that you hear about a lot today now the question is well where are those tribes today where are they located well From looking up, most of them reside, uh, close to the north region of Arabia, and, but they are also in the northern Palestinian area. So, I know you've heard a lot of, you know, uh, stories. There's been a lot of uh, fighting and so forth um, in the Palestine area. Um, And these are the people that you hear them discussing. So, they are the Arab nations. And so, I'm sure many of you know that um, the Arab nations uh, have been warring with Israel, uh, United States, etc. Um, so as we can see, the, the uh, scriptures are fulfilling themselves. As he said, and he will be a wild man. His hands will be against every man and every man's hand against him. And even today, we see this with the Arab nation. Um, just to bring up some, a few factors, we're, we're gonna get to this eventually, but uh, also there was a few factors in here. The, um, the Abraham's son, Ishmael, you will read about later on, they are part of the Mennonites, which is a tribe that was formulated out of one of his, um, one of Ishmael's grandchildren. Uh, the Mennonites and the, and the uh, uh, Normic tribes. Now we hear about them during the time of um, Moses. Moses married a Mennonite. His wife was a Mennonite. Uh, his his father-in-law, Jethro, was a Mennonite. Um, and if you remember correctly, um, because they couldn't... I don't think when they were writing it, they, they could make out which was which, but it's the same family, actually. Uh, the... Ishmaelites and the Mennonites are related. Um, they were the ones that sold Joseph into uh, Egypt to Pharaoh. So that's just a few things that I found that were quite interesting as we go along here. You just keep those in mind because we are going to be reading about that very soon. But that's just to give you an idea of when the Lord says that he's going to make him multiply exceedingly. He was not playing, you know, obviously. Um, Ishmael's family was just as important as his brother's family, Isaac. Okay, so we're going to move on now to chapter 18. Chapter 18 and one. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Madrid. And he said, and he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself unto the ground. So Abraham is well aware that these men are angels and this is the Lord. And said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, for thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread, and comfort ye your hearts. After that ye shall pass on. For therefore are ye come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abram hastened unto the tent unto Sarah, and said to Sarah, Make ready quickly. Measures a fine meal, and knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abram ran unto the herd, and fetched a calf tender and good, and gave it unto a young man, and he hastened to dress it. And he had took butter and milk, and the calf which he had dressed, and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. Now, I'm going to pause here. Now, when you read this, you say, wait a second. He didn't cook the calf? No. He did not cook the calf over fire because the way that they dressed it, it was cooked. Um, There are certain ways that you can... Uh, dress a meat with an acid-based substance like lemon uh, vinegar I'm sure they had their uh, different acidy things like that Um, and oils and it cooks the meat so that you don't have to cook it you can eat it basically Uh, We would call it raw, but it's not raw. It's actually cooked. So uh, let's move on to verse 9. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life and lo Sarah thy wife shall have a son and Sarah shall and Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of woman so Sarah was quite old Remember, he said she was 90. She was quite old, and of course, she was past uh, what we call bearing age. Or was she? See, that's the question. Because normally we say, yeah, of course, she's past bearing age. But we're talking about a Lord's command here. The Lord sent the angels, and they have already told him. This is the second time they tell him that Sarah is going to be with child. So we're going to move on to verse 12 now. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a certainty bear a child which am old? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then... Sarah denied saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. Now, I want to pause here for a second. First of all, um, there was a, there, there is a custom. If you notice Sarah is behind the curtain, behind the tent door. The men are outside the tent talking, she, uh, she did not come out, she heard everything, or she stayed behind the tent door, because unless she's asked out, she's not supposed to come out, it's it's the custom, um, also, um, They heard everything she said, even though she's denying it. You know, the angel already is letting her know we heard you, and now you want to, you know, you want to deny that you said you didn't say it. So, we're now going to move to verse 16. And the men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom and Abraham went with them to bring them on the way. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I know him that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the cry of it, which is come unto me, and if not, I will know. And the men turned their faces from thence and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. I'm going to stop here for a second because um, the Lord is wondering here whether he should tell Abram what he's about to do and why he has come. He didn't just come to see Abraham and Sarah. He came to take care of another situation. And so, but his concern is that Um, Being that uh, he has kin in that area, and he knows how Abraham is, Uh, he's a little concerned about telling him. But let's move on to verse 23, and we're going to see what happens. And Abram drew near and said, Wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? There will be fifty righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the fifty righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and that the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, Behold now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord which am but dust and ashes. So basically, you know, Abraham's saying, you know, I'm nothing, but I I have to say something here. So he's moving to 28. He says, shall lack five of the 50 righteous? Will thou destroy all the city for the lack of five? And he said, if I find that 40 and five, I will not destroy it. And he spanked unto him yet again, and said, There shall be forty found there. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, Oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. There shall be thirty be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find thirty there. And he said, Behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Shall there be twenty found there? And he said, I will not destroy it for twenty's sake. And he said, Oh, let not this Lord be angry, and I will speak yet what this wants. Ten shall be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communing with Abraham. And Abraham returned unto his place. We are now going to move into chapter 19. And there came two angels to Sodom at evening, and Lot sat in the gate of Sodom, and Lot seeing them rose up and met them. And he bowed himself with his face towards the ground. And he said, Behold now, my lords, turn in, I pray you, into your servant's house, and tarry all night, and wash your feet, and ye shall rise up early, and go on your way. And they said, Nay, but we will abide in the street all night. And he pressed upon them greatly, and they turned in unto him and entered into his house, and he made them a feast, and did break unleavened bread, and they did eat. Uh, notice here um, the fact that he was pushing them to come into his house, as if he was trying to hide something or he was scared of something. And notice the food that he is sharing with them. Uh, He had a feast and he baked unleavened bread. Now, we know, unleavened bread is usually served during um, the Sabbath or during uh, festival times. Okay, verse 4. But before they laid down, the men of the city, even the men of Sodom, Come past the house round, both old and young, all the men from every quarter. And they called unto Lot and said unto him, Where are the men which came into thee this night? Bring them out unto us, that we may know them. And Lot went out at the door unto them, and shut the door after him, and said, I pray you, brethren, Do not so wickedly. Behold now, I have two daughters which have not known men. Let me, I pray you, bring them out unto you, and do ye to them as it's good in your eyes. Only unto these men do not, for therefore came they under the shadow of of my roof, so we're going to pause here for a second because this is very interesting. Lot must have had an inkling that who these men were. By the way, uh, the meal he gave, and the mere fact that he would give his daughters, who had no relations with men, um, to. A bunch of men outside who were thieving for uh, all kinds of uh, immoral, impure, uh, sexual things. Um, that That's really mind staggering. Um, can you imagine how these girls were feeling? I'm sure they were uh, frightened, scared. Okay, let's move to nine. Uh, and they said Stand back and they said again, this one fellow came in to sojourn, and he will and he will needs be a judge. Now will we deal worse with thee than with them and they press sore upon the man, even Lot and came near to break the door. So these men were really something else to deal with. They were terrible. They they were willing to even have sex with Lot in order to get to those that was in the house, the uh, the men that were in the house. Um, But the men put forth their hand, and pulled Lot into the house to them and shut the door. And they smite the men that were at the door of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they worried themselves to find the door. So the angels literally pulled him in to save him. And then blinded the men outside the door. Now, let's move on and see what goes on here. And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any any besides son-in-law and thy sons and thy daughters and whatsoever thou hast in the city? Bring them out of this place. For we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord and the Lord hath set us to destroy it. Now they tell him what they're there for and they're telling him he has to take his family out of the city because they realize that Lot and his family are the few in the city that can be saved. Now remember, they told Abraham they would not take down the city if there was 50 in it or if there was 10 in it. But now, let's let's see how many people are actually in this city that they can save and if they're going to save the city. Because remember, if there's 10, they'll save the city. But after 10, they didn't say anything else after that. So let's find out. And Lot went out and spanked unto his son-in-laws, which married his daughters and said, Up, get you out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his son-in-law. I'm going to pause right here, because this is really interesting. So the two daughters that weren't, didn't have any men relationships were married. Now that's strange, isn't it? But the problem here is that these two son-in-laws were having relations with the men in the city, but not with the daughters. So they had never been touched by their husbands or any other man. Unbelievable. Wow. Okay, so that's, let's count how many people that is. Okay, so it's two daughter in laws, two son in laws, Abraham, excuse me, not Abraham, Lot, and Lot's wife. That's only six people. So now the Lord told Abraham, ten. He would destroy the city. He would not destroy the city if there were ten. But there's not even ten. Okay, so let's see what happens now. And when the morning rose, then the angels hastened, Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest they be consumed in the iniquity of the city. So the angels are telling them they have to go. And while he lingered, the the men laid hands upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters. The Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without, without the city. So they literally took him, his wife, and his two daughters out of the city. That's only four people. And why did they bring them out of the city? Because remember, he only told Abraham. If there were ten, he would save the city. But there's less than ten. There's Lot, Lot's wife, and Lot's two daughters. That's only four people. So, he's going to save those four people, but he's going to destroy the city. And while he... Uh, number 17 verse 17 and it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said escape for thy life and look not that behind thee neither stay thou in all the plains escape to the mountains least I be consumed so he's giving them directions of where they can go to keep from being consumed, and they must not look back. And Lot said unto them, "Oh, no, so my Lord, behold now thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountains Least some evil take me, and I die. Behold now, the city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. Oh, let me escape thither. Is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also that I will not overthrow this city for that which thou hast spoken. Has thee escaped thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar. So he, could, he was letting the angels know that he could not escape to the mountain he's an older man he wouldn't have made it there in time and of course with his wife and children as well so he asked the Lord if he could go to a smaller city that was nearby but remember the Lord is destroying not just Sodom and Gomorrah but everything in the plains area no doubt this city is in the plains but the Lord again is covering him and Keeping him out of harm's way. So he agrees to him going to the city of Zor. Then the Lord rains upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven, and he overthrew those cities and all the plains and all the inhabitants of the cities, and that which grew upon the ground. So you see. This is explaining exactly what I was just saying. Um, That city is in the plains, but the Lord spared that city. But all the other cities in that plain area was destroyed, right along with Sodom and Gomorrah. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Now, the Lord did say, do not look back. And so this is what happens when she, when you look back you turn into a pillar of salt you become part of this what the destruction of that city And Abram got up got up early in the morning Abraham got up early in the morning to place where he stood before the Lord and he looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah and towards all the land of the plain, and beheld, and lo, the smoke of the country went up as smoke of the furnace. And it came to pass, when God destroyed the city and the plain, that God remembered Abraham, and set Lot out of the midst of the overthrow. When he overthrew the cities, And Lot went up to Zoar and dwelted in the mountain with his two daughters with him for he feared to dwell in Zoar and he dwelt in a cave he and his two daughters and the firstborn unto the firstborn said unto the younger our father is old and there is not a man in the earth to come in unto us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine and we will lie with him that we may proceed seed of our father, preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night. And the firstborn went in and laid with her father, and he perceived not when she laid down, nor when she arose. And it came to pass on the morrow, that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, I laid last night with my father, let us now make him drink wine this night also, and go thou into and lie, lie with him, that we may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger rose and lay with him. And he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. Thus were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father. And the first bared a son and called his name Moab, the father of the Moabites. And the younger, she also bared a son, and his name was Benami, and he was the father of the Ammon. Okay, this is where we're going to stop off today. Father, I give you praise and honor and glory. And I thank you, almighty God, for being with us today and inspiring us in your word. And Father, we ask, Lord Jesus, that you continue to give us your inspiring word on your scriptures. Lord, we give you all praise and honor and glory. We ask, Father, that you be with us and guide with us as we go along this day. Father, thank you, almighty God. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Yeshua, sure Mashiach. Amen. And now, before I bid you good night, those of you who would like to hear our program or those of you who would like to make a comment on our program, or you would like to donate or sponsor. There is a button below for those who'd like to donate or sponsor. Just push that button and you receive the information that you're requiring. Those of you who'd like to leave a comment or perhaps come on the show... You can reach me at McMillian75gmail.com. That is M-C-M-I-L-L-I-O-N-S 75 at gmail.com. Thank you everyone for joining our program today. We appreciate your coming and hearing the word. Good night.